Hello, darlings. Welcome to the third episode of A Court of Maldaptive Daydreamers. This season, we will be covering the entire A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Spoilers will be kept to a minimum out of respect for those reading along for the first time. My name is Jada Mack, and tonight I'll be accompanied by my dear friend Cheyenne. Warning, there will be explicit language. Don't listen too loud for your co-workers to hear. Welcome to episode three, my fairy loving whores. Last week we covered chapters 11 through 20. We talked about the progression of the slow burn between Feyre and Tamlin, and we wrap the episode up with Feyre getting rescued by the most beautiful man she's ever seen after she disobeyed Tamlin's orders to stay home. Hey, Cheyenne, what's going on? Hey, uh, I'm not okay. The, these chapters, um, mm-hmm. they were something. They tore you up, didn't they? Um, I've got I've got things to say. Whooped your ass. I've got emotions to feel. And yeah. This is the place. Just, this is a place to do it. Go ahead. Take it this away. This is a place Chap- to do it. Chapter <laughs> 21. Take it away. <laughs> so we start off with Feyre beholding her savior, a devastatingly handsome male dressed in all black. Feyre notes that his the night presses in closer around him, giving her a sense of fear as he circles her tendrils of night after him while he asks her questions about her whereabouts. Feyre grows terrified of him while making up a lie about having female friends here. Am I the only one who's just like already in love with just how this man presents himself? I've been in love. Circling night tendrils? Yes, please. I I desperately, desperately want that for (laughs) You want the night tendrils? If it doesn't start with um, fear, I don't want it. I'm just kidding. That was toxic. I'm sorry. Never mind. So but sorry. luckily, as Fe- as Feyre starts, you know, get a little little sketched out, starts to get the weird vibes. Lucian spots her and gets her out of there. Um, you know, back at the house, he explains. He gets he gets a little heated. He gets a little mm-hmm. heated, but how she basically she she messed up, and she knows she messed up. But she, he goes on and he explains to her what calamari actually is or calamari um i'd like to say <laughs> calamari, yes. um but yeah so we actually get this description of what happens uh because i honestly thought like from the first moment they were like bonfires i was like this is gonna be a fucking orgy orgy finally we know what's literally going on. literally the moment they were just like <sighs> you can't be there i was like orgy got it clearly cool. why else could she not show up it's a lead orgy oh god kind of like a cult maybe just a little bit i just want to know how much is watched well okay so when lucian is explaining um what's really happening he talks about how tamlin is going to turn into a hunter right okay to find the maiden to mate with (laughs) and then this actually is what regenerates their crops for the upcoming year so you can almost say they're seeding the land. Se- oh, sex is power here, clearly. Uh, kind of children of the corn vibes, but like sexier. I don't know. And you know, 
Mal- the name Malachi has done it for me ever Stop. since that movie. I can't even listen to that name. It gives me the freaks, man. And then <laughs> Lucian lets her know that tonight is not for love making, quote unquote. So it's going to get about violent. Making love, we're making seeds. We're making seeds. This has to be a violent affair, maybe? And that Tamlin's going to be feral. So. Oh, my. And I love the way he was so tender about the way he said lovemaking. I hated it, actually. <laughs> it, it's so bad. I like, I just word. I just picture him turning into, like, a southern grandma trying to explain the birds and the bees. Lovemaking. Ew. Get the hell out of here, Lucian. You're supposed to be funny and very witty, which I love him, okay? Like, I'm not hating on Lucian. I'm still a big, big fan. But it gave me the cringe. You know what? You know what I am a fan of? What? Tell me. <laughs> when Feyre decides to sneak out to get herself that little snacky snack in the middle Poor, of the night. Dude, she totally did that on purpose, okay? Oh, you know she did. She didn't want that cookie. She ate all day. She sat around all day because everybody was busy. And she was upset that she wasn't going to, like, go to the bonfire. So, which rightfully so, I do believe that. Yeah, no, like, you're not going to sit there and start off with, like, oh, hey, the drum stopped. So I'm going to go now. Like, you know, when the drum stopped, people have gone home. So, you know, if you get up right now, you're about to catch someone doing yeah. the walk of shame back to their room. Oh, my God. the wa- Tamlin was doing the walk of shame. I didn't yeah. even think about that. And she she gets the Straight midnight up. snack. Oh. And of she course got a snack, Tamlin. all right. It's course. He got a snack out of her. Oh my God. He but couldn't help but grab her. And he he was expressing to her that he quote unquote smelled her and he couldn't find her. And he Which honestly, her, that right there, it may have been just like how late it was for me in my state of mind at the moment. But when I read that you like it. It did something. Ooh, really? I mean, kind of same. It did something for me. Do you think that the fae males can smell... I'm so sorry for everyone watching this that are listening that knows me. That, that time smell, of the month? Yeah. 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 Like periods or oh, arousal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, you can go up to like your friend or whatever and you can just, you can tell that it's that time. Yeah. Is it because we can smell it technically? We just don't recognize it? I don't know. I don't, the pheromones? I don't know. We can smell we can smell the bitchiness in the air. That makes some sense though. It's just like an energy thing. It's not an actual scent. It's just an energy thing. You know what? That makes sense. But, you know, I don't know, but I did wonder if he could if that's what he was hinting at, but then he goes on to say, "I would have been gentle with you." Unlike the maiden that I just had taken. Ooh, I mean, I'm sorry, Tamlin, but no. You just took some other woman and you're walking up here dirty, wanting me, my clean Hey, there are self. people that are into that. Yeah, that's true. It's not me. I'm too jealous, but to each their own. But she says, why would I want someone's leftovers? Ouch. No, probably not best to provoke. I would have provoked. She wants him. She left the room for him. Oh, yeah. Of course she wants She wants to provoke. And then, okay, so we're past the why would I want someone's leftovers. Tamlin then pins her down and bites her. And, oh, lo and behold, 
Feyre can't help but grind against him. Oh no, totally didn't want this. (sighs) Definitely didn't mean to come downstairs when everyone was coming home. Yeah, I I had no idea what time it is. And my body, I don't know why it's doing this. But that's all they do. That's and he bites her neck. Like that's that's the majority. Oh, we're just of gonna we're scene. just gonna skim skim over the bites neck. No, 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 no. Okay, Let's go back right, here. Right. Let's spend time there. Let's spend time. She loved it. There is a <laughs> crease in my book from where I sat there for a little too long. Really? Um, a court of misinfer. I have noticed. Fifty. I have noticed because I mean, when you 54. gave me this book, like it, it, it was in really good shape. It was and, in good shape. Like you can tell there there are certain spots like I can tell where like you dog-eared it to like save your spot and I <laughs> cried a little bit. Um <laughs> but like if I hold it on its side, like just balance it, it opens up at certain spots and I bet you can guess where they are. Well, you know what? In Mist Mist and Fury, chapter 46, I think, and chapter 54, there's a line there. All of a court of silver flames is just beat up open all the way that book is flat on the ground (laughs) but i like their sass i like the way that they talk to each other in this way kind of i like enemies to lovers that's my favorite genre it just doesn't do it for me i don't know if it's the drama that i have but it just nothing does it for me like that and he says well she slaps him okay and he says to pharaoh don't ever disobey me again. Which is just like, oh, on one hand, it's like, yes, please. But on the other hand, I would also bitch slap him. I would be mad, but I would be like, I'm mad, but I like it. Also, she had just, in this chapter, she Uh, had just... This is where hate fucking comes from. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, if we're being honest here. This, okay, but this chapter is finally, we're finally getting... Somewhere with something. And earlier in this chapter, Rissand is introduced, but we we don't know who he is, you know. And I had talked about in the last episode, it's Rissand, not Rysand. Good God, people. I know I read it wrong, too, but it was what it was. I really think it's interesting how she described him in the light that she described him. But then she goes and she's so attracted to Tamlin as well. She is super attracted to Rissand, too, because she says... His voice was a lover's purr that sent shivers through me, caressing every muscle and bone and nerve. And that whole interaction with Rasan left her shook shook up, but obviously not shook up enough because she freaking went down there for a midnight snack. So my question is, is like we were talking about it. We both immediately instant orgy mm-hmm. when they mentioned this for, you know, just a small amount of time. But Favor was there for all of the getting everything together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she knew damn well she was down walking down to an orgy. Cian also makes the comment of tonight's not for lovemaking. Like if he was like, oh yeah, it's a sex ritual, but like obviously she already knew. Yeah. Wasn't you though? You just saw two super hot, oh, probably like 50 super hot Faye people, and she doesn't have like a bunch of buddies. What else has she got to think about other than her sad sisters that suck right now in her you know, life? It- <laughs> we don't have to go back to the boring Elaine right now. Please. I'm, I've, I've anguished enough about Elaine. All right. And I know I look like Elaine. So everyone, we, yay, I'm not Elaine. 
Definitely more of a more, which you will find later in the book, but I swear. If one more person, you got a complex. If you one, have been triggered. If one more person says that I am the definition of Elaine, I am coming after you. Me and my podcast are coming after you. I'm sorry this is off topic, but I think the blonde hair and the brown eyes is definitely also more which you will find in the second book okay and my attitude is is definitely her like to a team everything <laughs> why why is it elaine because you're also spacey as fuck leave me alone it's the adhd <laughs> but I'll, i do like to garden also and i i do yeah, like yeah. dressing up and i do care about my hair but so does more so, oh and, my God, speaking of garden, I haven't watered mine. I haven't even looked at mine in like two weeks. Oh, shit. I'm leaving this in. We're not cutting this part out. People are going to know. <laughs> People are going to know what you're doing. Okay. It's all right. Okay. ADHD doesn't allow me to have nice things. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> ain't that the truth, man? Okay. Sorry. Back on. You know, speaking of nice things, <laughs> Rasan. Speaking of nice things, let's go back to Rasan. I was, I was uh, trying to go there when we ended up not there. Sorry, guys. But <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I don't care. This is an organic thing. I, I'm doing this. But okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me get us back on track. So Rasan says in their conversation with Thera that. He retorts back to her, do I look like a part of the spring court? Oh. Which she even admits her asking that was the stupidest thing she could no, have No, he said. doesn't look like he's from the spring court. This Night man comes tendrils. out screaming edgelord. Oh, and she's like, geez. oh, you're part of the spring court? Oh, is it the day court? No, Feyre, it's clearly not. Oh, it's no, you're obviously a summer. No, Rasan might get burned. Actually, he does have tan skin. That is talked about at the end of this book. Yeah, that's another one of my problems. Really? And Rasan has no mask. I, I find okay? it, I find it. I find it really hard to hate him when he, they're delivering me my type. I know. I don't hate him. I right like on him. a silver platter. He's an asshole. With every enemy and every villain, there is another perspective that made them so. Okay? You are you could be the villain in anyone's story. You know that? Like, you never I'm know. the villain in my own story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was the villain in my own story the entire year of 2021. Um, also, Rusand has no mask on. So everyone in the spring court has a mask on. He doesn't have a mask on. His beautiful, amazing face is just out there. So also Tamlin makes her drop her cookie when he is coming on to her. You know, so she has a I cookie. feel like there should be a euphemism in there. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm gonna start. Oh, he made me drop my, my cookie. cookie. You know what? Yeah, we should with that drawn southern accent. Oh god, no! We need to make a meme oh, about he that. Made me drop my cookie. Do you think that would get over twenty thousand views? Also, the people oh. that have viewed that meme, I don't even. I that was funny. Thanks for enjoying that meme that's on our Instagram that blew up for no reason at all. Okay, <laughs> I have a gift. What can I say? I you have a gift. Chapter 22 begins with Feyre taking a nice long bath after the night of Calanmay. While she washes herself, she does her best to forget about her aggressive sexual encounter with Tamlin. Feyre made sure that her hair was braided before going to lunch to show everyone the bruise Tamlin had left on her neck from the harsh bite. Such a fucking boss. I know. 
I mean, she was like, oh, you want to give me a hickey? I'll show you what it's like to get a hickey and everyone's going to know. Thinking that it would be minimal punishment for what he did to her. Lucian notices the bruise right away and gives Tamlin an out-of-character order by asking Tamlin how Feyre received it. I want to say, this is so unlike Lucian, and he was really concerned for her at this point. Mm -hmm. That made me have heart eyes for him. It made up for him, I love him. saying the nasty love-making word. He's restored. My faith is restored. Anyways, Tamlin let Lucian know that Feyre simply has a death wish because she didn't obey orders. The conversation ends with Feyre telling them both that they are fairy pigs. Later on, they both... Oink, oink. Oink, oink. Later on, they both share an apology as Tamlin presents Feyre with white roses that were picked from his parents' garden. I would like to point out also that white roses mean innocence and new beginnings. Is he giving her back the innocence he took away from her last night? Just a thought to think about. Bitch ain't innocent. She's not innocent at all. Okay. But Feyre racks up the nerve to come to dinner that evening Wearing a dress for the first time. Tamlin shows off his magic by shortening the table between them, telling Feyre once magic was as easy as breathing, but now can be a struggle. Tamlin tells Feyre that he would never give up an opportunity to show off to a beautiful woman. Feyre notes, though, that after spending a few months in the spring court, she looks well. So she's probably gained some weight. She probably looks a lot healthier because she was starving. Now she looks more like a woman with a woman's figure. So she probably looks a lot better. Yes. Went from yes. looking like a dog on an ASPCA commercial. Oh, Cheyenne. <laughs> in the arms of an angel. I'm sorry. Far away from Hi, my Arithian. name is Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> In this dark. <laughs> Listeners, I'm so sorry. Man, this went haywire. <laughs> sorry. Tamlin serves them both dinner, and after they eat, Feyre takes his hand and leads him to the study. Try not to laugh. I thought awesome. this this sentence was going to go completely in a different direction. I was just like, "Damn, she's jumping him right here, right now." I know, me and too. And it was not. It was so innocent. I was it's just like, "Oh, damn!" Time to go upstairs, Tamlin. You serve me meat sauce again. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Let me have your meat sauce. <laughs> oh god, I can't. I can't take it anymore. I'm wearing my dress. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh my god, I'm sorry. This wasn't really sweet. She made easy. God, I mean, to be honest, that is definitely an, a plus side to wearing a dress. Yeah. But he also, I will say on a serious note, he is serving them dinner again. And that is such, that is such a power move. Okay. And so she takes his hand and she leads him to the study. And she begins showing Tamlin all of her artwork, which is really an emotional time for her because this is her baby. This is what she's been working on for months. 
giving him, she ends up giving him a painting of the Glen with the pool of starlight as a thank you gift. I do love how in, in, in this part, Mm -hmm. she has all of her art just set up to where it can be viewed and she brings someone into there. And it's just like, I only expected you to look at the one. Yeah. Not at all the other ones I have on display. Just look at this one. Why did she get upset about him looking? I think also, she's just you so like, Oh, the innocence, the innocence from the white roses. She has a painting of her and what's his nuts. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. He Tamlin gets very jealous in this chapter of of that painting. Yeah, he does. He really does. But that leads into them having the conversation of Tamlin saying. I've had noble-born women. I've had anything I've wanted. I've had them all. But none of them understand me like you do because you know what it's like to have to take care of people. And And be alone. Yeah, and still be alone. So, dang, dude, I actually really did like this. I, I liked this. This was really nice. But he does get jealous, so that's a huge thing and he also keeps holding her hand and she tries to let go and she's like oh oh we're doing this now we're holding my hand what did you expect Feyre he bit you last night it was funsies you wanted it of course he's gonna hold your hand and you're giving him a gift she's really young I would like to remind the viewers that Feyre is like barely out of being a teenager okay so let's and and Tamlin's like 400 years old so but Feyre busts out in sadness, um, expressing how she wishes to help him after that conversation about how alone he's felt and, you know, how the blight is ruining his lands. And that's all she knows at this point. So she's expressing to him that she is having serious feelings about the struggles that he's going through. Tamlin lets her know that he wants to keep her here where she is safe. And Tamlin picks the painting of the woods that she created from where she grew up at. So he picked a very intimate painting instead of the flashy painting that she made for him, which I thought was super sweet. And also, I didn't talk about this, but (laughs) Alice is always dressing Feyre. And I don't know why this stuck out to me in this chapter, but Feyre talks about standing there and Alice dressing her. Does Alice see her naked all the time? Yeah. Wow. Like that's an intense one-on-one relationship with your maidservant. I just, I would be like, I can do it myself. Is that bad? Well, it stems from a lot of like noble have, uh, you know, the very intricate dresses from like, you know, corsets and all this other shit. So you always had to have somebody there to help you. Get dressed. I mean... Because fashion history is absolutely horrendous. It's kind of fun, though. I like it. But I don't need someone to help me put on my sports bra. Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I need someone to take it off. Sometimes bras are just... You just can't reach. There are just days the arms just don't want to reach around. I get sick of it. That's why I just wear the little slip-on sports bras and call it a day. But, okay, sorry. Off topic. My bad. But Alice, we also find out that she's from the summer court. But she chooses to be at the spring court. And I thought that was why she there. She doesn't really say why she's there. I don't know. Feyre still has so much that no one is freaking telling her about at this point. But it was cute. This was cute. Whatever. 
Now, chapter 23 begins with Tamlin taking Fair to this grassy glen with a big weeping willow tree. And I, I love weeping willows, man. Oh, how like, nice. Like, I, this was one of those, like, the, the way the chapter was written, it detailed things enough that I was able to actually, like, visualize it because I have a hard time, like, the mind's eye thing doesn't work. Oh, um, yeah. SJM did a really good job. But, yeah, like, I was able to kind of, like, picture it. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Tamlin mentions that he gets, like, lulled into sleep mm-hmm. by the song of this willow. Um, it's singing? And so... <laughs> Yeah, it's singing. So he explains to her that because she's a human, she doesn't experience things the way that the Fae do. And he kind of like goes in and it it's weird because a study literally just came out where they have actually discovered that plants do make sounds. They do. This is a real thing. SJM might have researched. I don't know. Maybe. She researches on But yeah, like stuff. they actually have like recordings now mm-hmm. of plants. And I was just like, oh, snap. We could find uh, a willow tree. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm just like, okay, like uh, what was this willow saying? What was what was it singing? Mm-hmm. You know, what what are the lyrics? What, what can this tree write? <laughs> so yeah. So Tamlin actually gives her the offer to be able to experience all of this. And... But it comes with a price, of course. You know, everything's oh, got to come with a price with the Fae. Don't take my money. <laughs> mm, Here's my price. Not a money. He wants a little, wants a little kissy kiss. Wants I a also love, I love that he is twirling her hair in his hands. I love mm-hmm. it when anyone, I don't even care what your gender is, puts your hand in someone's hair. That is so intimate to me. Okay, I hate the word lovemaking, but I like getting my hair stroked okay leave me alone all right sorry continue (laughs) then like tamlin tells her to close her eyes right then leans in to kiss her only to kiss the top of her eyes which is such a move so nurturing i don't know why (laughs) tamlin you're being very such a gentle dude yeah is he though? Because he be tearing stuff up sometimes, you know. Not to her. Not to. I her. mean, he doesn't a little bit, but like you know, bruh. Okay. Oh my <laughs> gosh! But he kisses the top of her eyes, and when Feyre blinks, the world around her has changed into a magical musical ensemble. Can we take a moment to appreciate that? Her senses are finally heightened to a degree like the Fae are. Finally. Maybe she can kind of see what they see. You know, all all I got from this is um, fairies are just forever tripping. Oh, my they've, God. They've eaten... They're, they're around too many mushrooms. Why didn't I think of that? They're so chill. Okay. But Feyre has never experienced these kinds of sensations before. And Feyre could also see Tamlin as he truly is. So she is seeing him in his full glory. Okay. Devastatingly handsome. And then she tries to pull the mask off of him. She literally puts her hands up there and tries to just rip it right off. 
it's it's such an odd move to me. That was weird to me too. Like you literally just couldn't like you know, you know that don't you think that he would have just pulled it off by now? But it's like did she either think that suddenly she had this newfound power that she was going to actually be able to do this or was she so like caught up in wanting to know what he looks like? I think she was caught up in wanting to know what he looks like. But also Power move wise, he would have ripped that thing off. Everyone would have ripped that thing off. Are you kidding me? I know it would be frustrating. Kind of like mask knee when everybody had to wear masks because of COVID. But imagine not that. the mask knee. <laughs> but imagine it around your eyes eternally forever. But she can see now. So that's great. And now Tamlin asks, Where is my kiss? Only to have Pharaoh pick his hand up and kiss the back of his hand. So she's still a little bit, I don't want to say. She switched that power play right back around. Yeah. I think it was also a little bit of insecurity though. Oh yeah. Because she's seeing how freaking stunning this dude is and she's supposed to just kiss him. I would have been a little antsy as well. So fair enough, Feyre. Would have very much wanted to, would not have. Hmm the urge and i love how in this chapter she falls asleep just like he did but tamlin is still brushing her hair for her god i think that's beautiful i think it's adorable like that you know it kind of describes her as like she's just kind of lulled off to sleep like Mm -hmm. he was um but in reality she's probably just like really really overwhelmed oh my god what if she passed just like went unconscious what if she knocked (laughs) out oh my god we think we think of it so morbidly. Everything we read, we're like, what if this actually happened? It's like, no, no, it was supposed to be sweet. Sorry, guys. We don't always do that. <laughs> I'm an Aries. What if the willow was actually screaming? Oh, no. What if it's sirens <laughs> controlling the willow from the river? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. All right, back on Different sirens, but you know. <laughs> Whatever. The Fae world probably doesn't have ambulances. They just have like flying ponies that have satchels on their back full of first aid kits. And then they just use magic, okay? But Feyre does think... Rolls up with your enema. Oh my god, awful. And Feyre thinks to herself, this is a dream. And Tamlin replies openly with, you're exactly as I dreamed you would be, too. I will climb on this hill and I will die on it. And I will continue to argue with people on the internet. Tamlin can read Feyre's mind because why else would he have answered? Chapter 24 has Feyre waking up in her room, Tamlin carrying her all the way home from the glen. Feyre wonders where Alice is and realizes she's right in front of her, all the glamour finally being removed. Feyre realizes that fairies and other creatures have been around her this whole time, and Feyre expresses her stress at the amount of different fae and other creatures that are around all of them, only to have Lucian laugh right in her face. Tamlin lets Honestly, I I cackled. I cackled also. They've been seeing her. I was just like, you dumb bitch. (laughs) Okay, but listen to this. She definitely ran out to see her father, and a lot of people definitely saw her. Can you imagine? Oh, I'm just thinking about her little sneaky, sneaky trip all the way up to the fucking bonfire. 
Oh my gosh. She's like, oh no, mm-hmm. there's no one around. Meanwhile, like the entirety of like the stable hands are sitting there looking at her like, why are you taking this horse? Like they were probably trying to stop the horse oh, too. Oh no. <laughs> like Cheyenne. that horse is probably in there getting brushed and like living its life. Like, yeah, I'm just chilling just for the night. And she comes rolling in. Wow. It probably didn't even get dinner that night. Wow. Also, wait, what if whenever they were making out and whatnot, what if everyone was going back to their rooms? What if there was like a trail of 30 people in the hallway, like passing them being like, what the fuck is that? Why are they doing that mm-hmm. out here? He just fucked that other maiden. Oh <laughs> my God. Little one sitting there with the, with a little dustpan sweeping up the, the cookie <laughs> while it's, while she's <laughs> biting into her neck. It's just like, you're so messy. Like, wow, are they seriously making a mess for us right now? Take it in your room. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Which means, did he do it knowing there were others watching, Probably. Too? He was drunk on magic. <laughs> he was a beast, a horny, nasty man beast that needed release from his woman, not woman. Of course, he probably enjoyed it if he was you remember he talked to her and looked at her kind of like not in a sick way but like in a demanding way that he doesn't ever look at her so he probably didn't give a shit if his servant saw him getting some some meow meow i mean to be fair the entirety of like the court just did they're literally doing all of this so he can have sex anyway sorry back to chapter 24 um this is the chapter that Tamlin lets Feyre know that the Blythe is acting up again, and Feyre heads to the garden to paint the next morning and ends up finding a severed head on a stick. Tamlin grabs Feyre as Lucian lets them know the victim was branded from the night court, and they both express to Feyre that the night court is a violent and lawless place. But, you know, Tamlin assures that he will keep her safe and... Feyre thinks to herself, what good is Tamlin's magic if he can't even remove his mask? The man nearly died trying to light up some candles. He's not doing well, okay, Feyre? I know he's better than the humans back home. But something is wrong, and I think that it's very smart that she has these fight or, not fight or flight thoughts, but self-preservation thoughts. And I, I don't blame her but the serial in the episode before this one talks about stay with the high lord you will be safe but i just want to say this he never says which high lord she needs to stay with oh shit yeah i thought about that the first time i read it i was like he stopped saying the high lord of the spring court and started saying stay with the high lord mm-hmm yeah. So, I don't know. Just a thought. But yeah, he is struggling. It's it's a cheeky way of wording it. That's what the Surreal does. That's all the Surreal does. That's their vibe is, I've got tea for you, but you can't read the tea. And T- Feyre really can't read anyways. So she's already struggling. But he's assuring her that she will be safe. And it was only but a mere joke from the High Lord of the Night Court. Feyre goes on about her day feeling unwell and... She's unable to paint. So Yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be unable to paint too, I feel. You got to think she's probably never seen a severed head on a stick before. And Lucian, mm. Lucian's seen it. Lucian was like kind of I mean, chill about it. And he was cleaning his nails with his knife. And I thought that was funny. Okay, but like, 
oh no it's a severed head she was definitely you know gutting deer and skinned a wolf that was yeah, you but know this was a person it makes you more sad. well i mean technically so was the wolf yeah but she didn't know that she was just like come here hot body get on my back we're going home to get some some jangalang it's time to go to the store okay that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying and are we sure it's from the night court are we sure mm -hmm. but so as we go into chapter 25 we get a good look into the colorful summer solstice party Woo. now Feyre actually gets to join this one. Oh yeah finally but she has had to you know struggle with the woes of her little man toy being away mm. uh yeah, I'd, I'd say you probably have some business to do as High Lord when uh, a random head just shows up at your fountain. Yeah, he never um, says what he went to do, but... Yeah, he's just like, I got I got to take care of things. Clearly, Tamlin, go do your job. So, fine. Just Yeah, he's part of the mafia, you know, he's got to kind of keep it on the down low. Oh, wow. Peaky blinders. But yeah, he gets back and Alice actually, you know, puts her in a gown again. She gets to go in another dress and they put flowers in her hair Aww. and... Just no, she she notices a little more, I think, in this part that she has kind of feeled out. Yeah. You know, she's feeling herself. She's feeling herself. She knows, she like, like a oh, woman. oh shit, I no longer look like a 12 year old boy. <laughs> I guess. Oh my hits, god, I have man. boobs. Wow, where did those come from? Oh, what joy of not starving anymore. <laughs> hips? What are those? And this is the chapter. They don't that, lie. They don't lie. <laughs> this is the chapter that Lucian also says cauldron boil me she looks positively fey i feel like that's like the biggest fucking compliment that's the biggest compliment lucian is probably simping for her a little bit and i appreciated that tamlin informs her it's just a party today and there will be no neck biting <laughs> <sighs> it's gotta be warned <laughs> well, what? Look at the damage he did last time. <laughs> you know, I just want to know what these spreads look like. Mm. They go on about these tables and tables of food, and I'm just like, I need, I need to go to something like this. I need I to be need dancing to. by bonfires under very pretty trees in a massive glen of like really soft grass, and there's just tables of food and little, you know, desserts and we can make all the different happen. things. I can, can make this happen. We can make this happen. We, we I don't can make know this where happen. Glenn is, but I've done a lot of bonfires. But, oh, yeah. We're going to do this. Okay. We're going to get details. Uh, we'll figure this out. When's the summer solstice? We've got a few months, right? I think it's in June. Okay, yeah, we got fucking time. I got this. We've got time, bro. We got this. I want some fairy wine. I. You have to have serious Did she just tolerance. drink moonshine? Oh. Was it just sparkling moonshine? I don't Oh man, sparkling moonshine with a little bit of magic. Lucian warns Feyre not to drink the fairy wine, but of course she's going to do it. Lucian told her not to. Of course she's going to do of it. Of course she's going to. Okay, and also I would really like to point this out in this chapter. SJM lets us know that Lucian let Feyre eat berries that gave her hallucinations for hours, leaving Tamlin to throw Lucian in the fountain. I would have really loved to have read that, Sarah J. Mass. Yeah. And you just 
didn't elaborate, but I'll let that go. But I just wanted my listeners to hear my... You know, I bet if we looked on AO3, somebody's written it. Somebody's got to. They keep making fanfics, so I'm sure that they do. But yeah, she gets super drunk and she can't help herself. And this is the first time that she's ever had fairy wine. So she starts not flirting with Lucian, but she tells him... I'm going to paint you. And she starts watching the fiddle players. <laughs> and she realizes Tamlin's playing. Tamlin's playing the fiddle and he's really good. I thought that was really sweet. I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah I loved it. I loved this, it too. This entire chapter had me so giddy. This was a feel-good chapter. This was like, I, I'm pretty sure it was like 6, 7 a.m. when I was reading this. That This was not a, I woke up and started reading. This is I was still reading. Oh, um, yeah. I was alive and I started reading because I just didn't want to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, but I was at that point of like delirious mm. that whenever I was reading, reading this, I was mm -hmm. just grinning ear to ear the entire time. You felt like you were there. You had the I did. Line. Yeah. But also... I want to say this. Feyre wants to just spin and spin, and she thinks that to herself. And Tamlin tells her, no, you don't. But then tells her to go ahead and dance. He is hearing her thoughts. And also, if Tamlin hadn't been, you know, the spring high lord, would he have just been a musician? Just a thought. I feel like he would have He already said that. it. He, he would have liked to be a traveling minstrel. That's Right. Aw, he was just like if he did, if he wasn't forced into doing it. So he's a little soft boy. He's a little soft boy. That's really sweet. Love that for him. But he kneels towards her and he plays that solo and lets her dance for him. And Tamlin takes Feyre to the dance floor and dances with her. And finally, they go off to a secret place. Tamlin was also careful. And picked only the soft grass patches for Feyre to walk on with her bare feet. And then they reach a meadow full of moonlit filled orbs. Going back because I had to check. Mm -hmm. And before we get too engrossed in the beautifulness that's about to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, when he first, when he's like, you know, you're saying like reading her mind and he's like, no, you don't. It wasn't saying that he was telling her not to spin. Mm. It was, she said, I don't need a keeper. And he said, no, you don't. Oh, man. Okay. And so then I tells her to dance. That. So, okay. so. All right, fine. It, it was, I remembered it being a little spicier than what you said. Okay, fine. fine. And then I was just like, hang on, I gotta, I'm going to do a little Maybe I'm so back hell bent on my theory. It's all I can think about now. I'm like morphing what really <laughs> Well, I mean, happened. it does, it does. It does kind of uh, still imply that, though, yeah. because he does tell her to dance. And she was thinking about how badly and she was she thinking about how she wanted to spin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I but know. I do feel like he just wanted to see her dance. Yeah, who wouldn't? That sounds great. Favor sounds hot now. OK, not that she was like ugly, but she sounds hot now. I've also listened to the graphic audio book. And let me tell you what. It's graphic. Okay, so to all my listeners, to all of our people, there's like moaning and stuff. So like, don't listen to that at work, dude. Like Tamlin sounds, they like made a cat noise for one of his sounds. I was like, wow, okay, that's new. But they do reach that meadow and they begin to dance to the hum of the music and they grow closer. 
and Tamlin tells her, I'm thinking I'm going to kiss you. And Pharaoh replies, then do it. Okay, let's hang out here for just a second. (laughs) Do it? This, I, I mean, I said I was giddy. Finally, she is getting more comfortable and it also could just be the wine it could just be the wine let's it's definitely the wine it's probably definitely the wine but at least we're finally breaking the slow burn match finally and the first kiss all it takes is a little alcohol to get a little loosey-goosey apparently i'm i'm loosey-goosey all the time i don't have that problem my life is yeah which is why i say you're eternally drunk oh my god but isn't it much but i don't even drink isn't it much better to just you're a very cheap date Oh, wow. Just as long as it doesn't have basil. Leave me alone. It's a stupid allergy. Everyone listening, I'm allergic to basil. I kind of. I ate KFC. Okay, I'm allergic to pineapple. (laughs) Way worse. I went to KFC and I found out that they put basil in their ingredients. And I was making fun of the KFC man. And I looked up the ingredients and I was like, I just... I just ate that, and he puts basil in it. So, anyways, don't laugh at him. He'll come after you. But the first kiss was gentle, and then suddenly it became powerful and more hands-on. And yay, so we do get a little bit of our first kiss here, which is nice, and then becomes aggressive, which is fine. That's what we love Tamlin for, kind of, in a way. So I was happy with this. Finally, it was breaking. Yay. As dawn approaches, they rush to see the sun come up, and Feyre is overwhelmed with the beauty of this and recalls telling her sisters that there was nothing in life to dream about. Ah, Feyre, you were really in a dark spot, buddy. Can you imagine looking at me and being like, hey, don't dream. There's nothing. Like, I I need therapist and a lot of help then. But Tamlin does, you know, kiss Feyre again, and she begins to cry. And she is then like, this is the happiest day of my life. It's such a heartwarming moment. And it, I loved it so much. It really is. I'm so happy she's having a good moment. This is probably the most beautiful thing she's ever seen. Best relationship she's had so far and the most beautiful thing she's ever seen. Also, the f- dress that Alice put her in was a cornflower blue which actually Just means... Just like my favorite color. I love that color, but it actually means stability and fertility. And I don't like that color anymore. <laughs> never mind, fertility is gross. I don't want babies. But also solstice is the longest day of the year. And fun fact, Feyre's birthday is on the longest night of the year. So this is her opposite day. This is her counterpart of her existence, which I thought was really interesting. Chapter 26, which is one of my personal favorite chapters, begins with Feyre and the gang enjoying breakfast the morning after the summer solstice, which was really more like a lunch because they had all got drunk. Feyre gets teased by Lucian only to have Tamlin confront her about what happened the night before, beckoning her to tell Lucian about their kiss. Feyre gets aroused at Tamlin's comments. And it disgusts Lucian because he can feel it. Uh, you know. And it disgusts Lucian because he can feel it. Uh, you know, I just in this moment, the way you explained that had the realization of like this very weird like family dynamic that they yeah. have because you have Tamlin mm-hmm. 
who is Lucian's father. Mm, yeah, hands down. And then they both have a crush on Feyre. Mm. So Lucian's crush has married her dad, his dad. Uh, oh, essentially, wow. like that. This is this is the relationship dynamic that is happening here. Oh yeah, so it probably really is like ew. So it's Ugh. just like ew, mom. Yeah, it is like ew, parents. This is gross. You're right. That makes Step so mom. much sense. And you know, Lucian misses his mother because it's spring forward. Oh no, he's got mommy issues. He's got. Oh no, we just got <laughs> way hotter. Oh god, I'm so sorry, but. Uh, Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. SJM's new book better be about you. <laughs> so, Fair gets aroused and discusses Lucian, and while Lucian abruptly changes the topic to the Blythe and telling them that Wintercourt just had a terrible massacre, then suddenly, <laughs> both males are on high alert, and Lucian immediately grabs Feyre and hides her behind him. I love this. Lucian really does love Feyre, whether listeners yeah. believe it or not. It, it, it was literally... Mm. He grabbed her oh, before God. Tamlin did. Oh, I just had a really bad envisionment of a fanfic, but I don't want to talk about it. Because it doesn't exist and I have to be the one per the rules of the internet. Oh, well, I mean, you could talk about it if you want to. I mean, are you trying to say Okay, so if, if we're if we're implying that he has mommy issues and he's got a oh thing no. for Pharaoh. Oh no. Oh no. If he has oh no. he changed the subject quickly because he needed to hide the bowl <gasps> off the no. dinner table. Oh Cheyenne. You know honestly, So when he grabs her <gasps> No, no to no, pull no. him behind <laughs> Oh my god. I I thought this was really sweet. But apparently Wow, and you know, well, he, okay, yep, we're going to go there. Uh, for now, I like this. We'll see you about later on. But Lucian, and then Lucian begins to press into Feyre to hide her presence. Tamlin then wills, oh. I know, I was like, ah! Tamlin oh. wills his weapons to appear, but sets them beside him, acting casual waiting for whoever it was to appear. Feyre hears casual and graceful footsteps walking down the hall, and the familiar face of her savior from the fire night enters the room. Rissand is back, baby! How did he get in the house? He was like, I'm winnowing in here. Bam! He just shows up. Maybe that's why, also, though, maybe that's why Lucian grabs Feyre because Rissan's going to want to talk to Tamlin. Just a thought. However, Feyre takes in his features and thinks that his smile is heartbreaking. Tamlin addresses Rissand only to be mocked at the full name that he just used. This makes me think people just call him Reese a lot, which is, you know, short for Rissand. Reesey. Reese Cup. Okay, sorry. Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs. <sighs> Love him. Rasan makes a comment on Lucian's fox mask, telling him how fitting it is. Feyre holds her breath as Rasan asks Tamlin if he received his little present and how the estate must feel like a paradise compared to being under the mountain. Rasan gets closer, only to confront Tamlin, saying, Even after 49 years, 
You still made no effort to save yourself or your people, even now when it's finally getting interesting. We're learning so many things. I want to take a moment and talk about this. 49 Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. that's the amount of time that the masquerade has been. And that's how long they've had to wear the masks. So Feyre's finally getting some information pieced together. Hooray. The conversation then gets heated and Lucian tells Rasan, what do you know about anything? You're just Amarantha's whore. Finally here, we learn who the mysterious her is that is under the mountain. So things are finally getting pieced together with that as well. We have a name and we also are understanding that Reese Sand is sleeping with this her. But the implication of the word whore means that perhaps it's not willing. Or maybe he's doing it for power. Either way, he's mocked against the other people, saying that he's being used by her. Rosand assures him that he has his reasons after that comment and brings up Lucian's mother and how she was in mourning after his switch to the spring court. Mother issues, mommy issues. Lucian does have mommy issues. (laughs) That just sealed the deal. The threats begin to roll and Feyre pieces together that Rosand is the high lord of the night court. And Rosand tells Lucian that he taught Tamlin everything he knows. So Resand is Tamlin's daddy. Grandpappy? Grandpa, mom, daughter. <laughs> oh, God. Well, get down the feeling, get down the hole. Kick off <laughs> shoes and throw them on the floor. Dance in the kitchen in the morning light. It's a lazy and a Saturday night. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. So sorry. That's what this feels like right now. <laughs> oh, man. As Resand goes to make his exit, He runs a finger across Feyre's chair. He stops dead in his tracks and asks the boys, Where's your guest? Rasan picks up her glass and sniffs it. Rasan has excitement flash in his eyes, and he finds Feyre immediately, telling her, I remember you. It seems like you ignored my warning to stay out of trouble. Rasan turns to Tamlin and asks who this is, only for Lucian to pipe up and answer, my betrothed. Oh, so protective. I mean, really. He's such a good little golden retriever boy. I mean, really. <laughs> this is wonderful. Rasan calls Feyre mortal trash and brushes Lucian aside like a curtain. Rasan gently pries the knife from her hand and throws it, remarking that Feyre doesn't know, does she? Rasan seeps magic into her and begins to control her mind, promising Feyre it would be quick to shatter her and begins telling everyone all of her naughty desires for Tamlin. <laughs> well, that would have been so embarrassing, bro. Oh, man. Lu- I wonder if Lucian was like, damn, no thoughts about me? What the heck, bro? I hope he doesn't read my mind. 
So many things can be going on. So many things. Rasan lets her mind. I'm already trying to hide the boner. Oh. I can't hide the thoughts. <laughs> Poppy Rasand is here. <laughs> I must act. No thoughts, just empty. No thoughts, just empty. That's what I feel like he was probably like. But you know, who knows? Rasan lets her mind go and tells Tamlin it may have worked if Feyre wasn't so stubborn. What worked? I want to put this in for the viewers right now. What worked? And Amarantha will enjoy shattering her. And she will enjoy watching Tamlin suffer. Tamlin begins to beg Rissan not to tell Amarantha of her presence here. Rissan tells Tamlin and Lucian to get on their knees and beg. <laughs> and they bow all the way to the floor. Rissan may or may not tell Amarantha about Feyre's existence but Rissand asks Feyre what is her name and Feyre thinks about Claire Better one of Nesta's friends back in the village and blurts out her name. Rissand says that he will see them all under the mountain and takes his leave leaving all of them shaken up and leaving Tamlin to be so distraught that he tears up the whole house but Feyre stays in her room out of fear. So, obviously, this was a very important chapter. We're finally getting some knowledge. Cheyenne, did you feel like, oh, I don't know, someone finally clued you in? Because I did. A little bit. Mm. Where sand comes bearing a lot of sexual energy and a lot of answers that no one else could or would give her. But, so, we know who Amaranth is. We know that everyone's going to eventually end up under the mountain. Which is apparently coming up pretty soon. And the fact that Tamlin and Lucian bow down and put their heads on the floor and beg makes Feyre think that Tamlin's a little bitch boy. Just a little bit. That thought briefly crosses her mind. She's like, wow, you really just did that? You didn't fight him or anything, but I think she's more confused than yeah. anything. So remember earlier when I brought up hate fucking, now we're about to talk about fear fucking. Uh, so oh, man. Chapter 27. We finally, we finally get here. So after her little brush with Rasan getting, you know, all hot and bothered by him coming back into the picture with his glorious face that you can actually see. Even if it um, doesn't, even if she pretends that she doesn't get hot and bothered by him, she does. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there. And then, you know, we get this glorious little moment where Tamlin sneaks into her room and, you know, explaining that he's sending her away. Yeah. He sends her, he's like, Hey, um, you're not safe here anymore. You saw what happened today. I'm sending you away and there is no debate. And Feyre, of course, begs to stay, treaty or not. And she also tries to bargain how long she's going to be gone. Because she wants to come back, which I don't blame her. He promises Feyre that it won't be forever. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just sending you away. Like, I'm not going to tell you for how long. I'm not going to tell you why. But, uh, yeah, like, you know, one day and it's just like, okay, buddy, like, you didn't see your last friend for 49 years. Um, mm. And she's a human, so, so she's aging rapidly. So maybe, like, don't exactly. do that. Exactly. 
Maybe find her the cure to immortality or something. I don't know. Yeah, or just, I don't know, not send her away. Uh, because especially, it's, you can't say that you're, you know, you're doing this. And then she's just like, oh, no, don't leave. Stay with me. And, you know. Oh, and, how the tables so, yeah, have turned. Mm-hmm. The tables really turned. He's turn. just like, I'm, she's, he's like, I'm bringing you in. Leave me alone. I'm sending you away. Take me, me back. Take me Take back. Take me back. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to bed now. No, stay. I don't know anymore. <laughs> They're can that all they do is trauma bond. Okay, and so which is under. I guess it's understandable. They're having a lot of trauma, but Tamlin shreds her nightgown with his claws. Okay. It's not just the nightgown though. Mm-hmm. Like. My God, if you have like any sort of a monster kink, oh man, this is this, for you. This fit everything. This description fit like everyone's kink got something. It really did, which was good. I mean, even the sad people that want sad stuff because she's going away. So, yay, here you go. You get to be sad. They, yeah, so they you got the sadness, talk. you got the fear steal. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's just, it's a very, uh... It's well-rounded Small moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not that long. Okay, I, I this is my only complaint with this chapter. So, yeah, they have sex. He shreds her nightgown. Tamlin eats Feyre out as she embraces a climax, and then they finally have sex, sending themselves into oblivion, meeting at the peak of a collective orgasm. They continue to make they continue to make love throughout the night, and Tamlin tells Feyre that she's leaving at dawn tomorrow. Feyre reluctantly falls asleep as Tamlin says, "I love you, thorns and all," and that's all you get for this chapter. It's sad, but that's all you get. And it bothers me just a little bit that it's such it a, me a lot. It's a goodbye. It's a goodbye fuck. Wow. Hurt, painful, very sad. And also, Feyre doesn't say that she loves him back. Chapter 28 starts off with Feyre being dressed up in fancy mortal fashion, telling Alice that she doesn't like goodbyes, only for Alice to tell her. Don't waste your freedom, Feyre. Lucian is visibly upset with Tamlin for sending Feyre away and spits at the ground, which is a sign of disrespect, something that we just saw him do towards Rassand. But ultimately, he does nothing about it. Tamlin Golden tells... Golden Retriever Man. Golden Retriever Man. He is so loyal to Tamlin. Tamlin is daddy. He will not go against him, man. I tell ya. But Tamlin tells her to remember what he told her. And Feyre tells him he can have her paintings when she's leaving. They kiss and Tamlin tells her that he loves her again. Feyre struggles to say I love you back, even though he said it three times to her. Feyre says nothing and tells herself that she shouldn't say it back because she's immortal and she will grow old. Feyre arrives at her now stunning estate after her journey through the woods where magic put her to sleep so she doesn't even know how long she was out again. Clearly they had been taken care of. She sees her now mansion and feels shocked that her sisters still believed in the mysterious 
aunt that got sick, which is also named Aunt Ripley. And I don't know why, but that name cracked me up during this chapter. Oh, and it also cracked me up that SJM wrote Feyre saying, <laughs> quote, I shifted, already aching in the little white pumps into which Alice had stuffed my poor feet. All you did is walk to the car. I Listen, man, some, some hills are painful. Yeah, you're right. Take them off. You're in the vehicle. Or not vehicle. You're in the carriage. Magic pony carriage. Okay, just go to sleep. You're asleep for half the time anyways. But, you know, she gets to see her sisters again and... Elaine asks if Feyre got her letters, and Feyre simply says no. This is when she also realizes her sisters don't know that she can't read. They really don't know. They're assuming that she can read letters that they wrote her. And Elaine goes on to tell her that Feyre, all of our lost ships have been found, giving them lasting fortune. But Feyre's already plotting to go back to the spring court. And Nesta was made from something different, something harder than humans. This just seems like a little SJM egg to me. I was like, hmm, are we foreshadowing here? And Nesta knows that it's a lie, dude. She's like not affected by the glamour. And then they start talking about how they're going to have a ball for Feyre's arrival. And her dad cries when she comes back. So... When we get into chapter 29, it starts off with Feyre finally being home with her sisters and her father. She has to go through all of this of making up these stories about this aunt who aunt had Ripley. just died. Aunt Ripley, aunt Ripley just Ripley. died. And just, you know, kind of has to essentially create like another life. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she's unsatisfied with being back like before it's what she just wanted uh <laughs> favor is grateful though seeing her father be able to walk again Remember? yeah yeah thanks to the tonic yeah. that a stranger mysteriously gave him oh mysterious oh tamlin who who could that have been oh tampon you're so sweet i'm sorry and uh, also elaine tells favor that the people in the village treated them as though they had never even left the elite social circle. People are assholes. I know, dude. And, and Favor feels really strange about finding out that Nesta actually made a week-long attempt to come and get her. And then days pass and, you know, Favor travels to her old cottage, horrified by how small and in shambles it had always been and how she had always hated it. But it's... The- it's such a cute little like family dynamic that they've built again i guess it's like it, it's, it's it's almost fake, it's though. completely different yeah but it's yeah fake. it's completely different it's fake uh everyone's kind of everywhere themselves but look, not everywhere you go i need to hold on to literally <laughs> full house theme song plays immediately but Nesta came after her. That shows that she really did care. Yeah. And Farrah has bags like, oh, of money. The one that was like, you're just like, oh, she's a hateful, spiteful little bitch. She, she's the only one that showed cried. up, bro. And Farrah has bags of money now. That makes me and happy. And jewels. Uncut jewels. That's true. Makes me very happy for her. Chapter 30 closes this episode with Farrah starting her way around the village, handing out money to impoverished families. 
and Feyre overhears information about, yeah, basically she is now Robin Hood. <laughs> Love that for her. She's got all these bags of money and she's like, fuck this. I don't want money. I want happiness and stability. So good for her. But she overhears information about a cottage being burned down a few days ago. And then she runs into Isaac Hale and his new wife. They share a respectful nod toward one another and move on. Elaine hurries around the manor as they get ready for the ball, and Nesta and Feyre have a rough conversation. As Nesta tells her, she knows that it's all a lie, so Feyre's assumptions in the earlier chapter are correct. Nesta tells her that she wasn't affected by the glamour because it's the iron in her will, and she's carried a piece of that wood that Tamlin clawed off of that armoire, to keep herself sane and to remind herself that she hadn't imagined it. Poor Nesta, she's over there like, bro. She's struggling. I have so much trauma and now I don't even know what's real or not, but damn it, I know what I know. Nesta tells her that she hired the mercenary to also help find her, and she realized Thomas wouldn't come with her to save her sisters, and that was the end of the relationship. But Nesta commands Feyre to tell her everything that happened, and then asks her to teach her how to paint. And Nesta also reveals to Feyre that she hates their father for never helping them survive. This and was so cute. It was hit, like hot and cold. We saw cold. this whole new side of Nesta that wasn't completely cold. Completely a horrible and, person. Yeah, it's just a horrible person. Oh, good. She has a soul. And it, it just it paints her in like a whole new light. Yeah, it does. And it does. like the fact that this boss bitch was just like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna go save my sister, even though no one know, believes me. Hang on. If I ask my boyfriend to come help me, he's gonna be like, Nah, I ain't doing that. That's dump him. Throw him away. It's like, free. Yeah, it costs you nothing D to dump somebody. Sometimes, most of the time. But oh no, divorce is expensive. All right, well, don't take it that far. Just date him so you can <laughs> dump him. I guess. But I knew, I knew she knew. Nesta is special, okay? And this was actually the beginning of me falling in love with Nesta. She's like my favorite character. I know that's hard to believe right now, but whatever. But Nesta... Nah, she, 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 got, she got a nice little, nice little one-up. She's having a little bit of a very small redemption arc. Very tiny. But, you know, Feyre was suspicious of Thomas and Nesta breaking up. You know, and that's a whimsy reason to separate, mm -hmm. it, which it kind of is. Also, they make Pharaoh wear a floppy hat when she's doing gardening with Elaine. Oh, I thought that was funny. But yeah, this was a, this was a good end to the episode. And we're going to stop here. And then our next episode is going to start off with chapter 31. So thank you guys so much for joining us this evening. And thank you for all of the people hitting us up on Instagram and stuff like that. We really love communicating and we appreciate you guys. So um, you guys enjoy your evening, you little fairy loving whores. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.